Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Hi, and welcome to the RPG Show. My name's Brent. I'm your host. Today with me, I have two dudes. That's right, two dudes. First up, it's the guy who rolls crits from the toilet, Glenn Landrum. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm the DM. I can crit wherever I want. That's gross. That's really gross. I also have the guy who doesn't know the difference between a D1 and a space-time anomaly, Nick Gantner. How you doing? Um, I guess I'm fine. I don't know really go with that, because that was kind of random, but... A D1 and a space-time anomaly? You know, you roll a D1 and it slips through space-time, you never see it again. Uh, but anyway, one set a day. That's a weird joke. We'll keep moving. Uh, actually, today is going to be a bit slower show for you. Not the same sort of fast-paced, pay- fast like, wham-bam, thank you, ma'am kind of style of show we do normally do. Uh, this is, uh, like, pretty much an experiment for us. We're going to see how this works out. We're basically going to play some Dungeons and Dragons tonight. Now, you will only hear three voices tonight because right as of right now, it's me, Nick, and Glenn DMing. Just to get a feel for how this will flow, um, we got a couple things we're going to do tonight. We're going to make characters, we're going to do a little role play, do a little uh, maybe a combat, and see how it goes, and we'll go from there. Um, if we like it and we feel we're going to add more pl- uh, more players, we'll do so. Uh, but for right now, this is Glenn's campaign. Uh, why don't you tell us uh, about your, before you do that, just to clarify, when we play games like this we tend to make our own worlds we don't really use the world from the game very much ever so you're not you might see some influences from certain aspects of each of the respective titles but you won't like they're not actually set in those worlds so in particular if you see any similarities to dark sun it's probably accidental um the only thing i deliberately did is it's a desert planet so don't go claiming to see dark sun everywhere yeah and don't be like that's not how it supposed to be yeah i mean i'm sure it's not and occasionally we do um have home rules for some of these games we feel you know if we feel like it makes things either go smoother faster or more efficiently that's that's the way we're going to do it and that is the dm's prerogative to choose that's within every rule book for every roll 20 system ever the dm's allowed to cheat and adjust rules as they see fit so, you know, don't, I mean, it would be kind of awesome if somebody sent me like the statistical table showing us where like the way in the book is more effective, but you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go, oh, that's really nice. You spent time doing that. Really. I think I appreciate your contribution. And then um, we're basically going to keep doing it the way we do it. Um, because I don't know, we've been playing these games for a little while and we just play the way we feel the need to play it. So also keep in mind, we're using the roll 20 system. Um, which we're all relatively new. We've done some tests on it, mm-hmm. but we still have to get adjusted to it. So if you hear pauses and whatnot, we're going to go ahead and apologize for that now. Oh, yeah. Expect, like, there's no way to avoid dead air in this sort of real play podcast. I'm going to try and, like, clean it up a little bit, but there's, that's basically, you know, we're, you're listening to us play a game. There will be an accompanying video. I will have a link to that on the post for this podcast episode, so you can sure to check that out. Um, that's pretty much it. 
So with that, we'll get right into it. What a lovely train outside. I hope everybody can hear the train. It's fantastic. All right. So it failed its stealth check. Here we go. Time to start with really obnoxious tabletop jokes. Hope everyone's ready, because I know I am. All right, Glenn, tell me about your world, please. This is the planet Arathis. It is a desert planet made up of a great many mountain ranges with vast amounts of desert in between them. Um, now, this is not a world where there is no water. This is not Dune. Um, however, it is mostly centered around oases, or they are very deep underground and have to be drilled to. Um, the largest oasis is probably about the size of Lake Superior. Mm-hmm. Um, this has really lent itself to a more city-state style. You don't really see any of the large countries that you would in others. However, in recent years, two cities, Alarinthir and Al-Jakal, have begun to expand, and they've gotten some of the smaller settlements to go with them. This is also a world where airships are well-known and well-developed. Um, they're the primary means of traveling between the cities just because the desert is really, really dangerous. You do not want to go out there. Um, the vast majority of them are going to be smaller transports, which will carry a few goods, a few passengers, relatively fast, but nothing super special. Uh, every once in a while, you do get the large freighter trains that go through. They have fortunes of goods aboard them, and they are prime targets for pirates. Because of this, mercenary companies have popped up and they have developed a lot of their own uh, airships. In particular, there's the Iron Armada. It's the largest, the most well-funded, and it's the most advanced. Um, it's it, also the only one to field what are called air fortresses. To clarify, this is this is this is everything you're telling us is is knowledge that every citizen of this world has, right? Yes, these okay. are quite common. I got it. This is very common knowledge. Um, anyway, the air fortresses. Imagine an Iowa-class battleship that can fly that also has uh, an aircraft carrier built into it. These things are massive. They are, I mean, they can level cities on their own. Uh, In particular, the Iron Armada runs one called the Right Hand. And it has actually never seen direct combat because absolutely nothing wants to fight it. Uh, now, combat on Arathis is a little bit different. It avo- it actually directly avoids attacking cities, mostly because resources are relatively scarce, and you know leveling a city is not going to get you anything, so there's no point in going to it. Rather, they all agree on a field of battle. They all meet there, they duke it out, and whichever side doesn't retreat first is considered the winner, and they get whatever. Um, <laughs> What's funny is most of these actually occur within view of the city, and the food and drink vendors love them to death. These are very popular events. There are rumors of Shadow Wars, but no one really knows the details of it, other than every once in a while a political person will be assassinated or something will go boom. Got it. All right, so that's the gist of it. I think I think I get it. Think you get it, Nick? Um. Yep, I'm pretty sure I got it. All right, so we are going to be using the um, Dungeons & Dragons Insider Character Builder. It's something we have left over from when we were playing Dungeons & Dragons. It's a wonderful utility, sort of takes a lot of the, uh, you know, pen and paper out of it. It does a lot of the number crunching for yeah, you. Yeah, it does a lot of the number crunching for you, and it's it's... It sort of enables you to collect all of the sources of stuff for your characters into one place instead of having to rifle through six to ten books to find and see if there's a power or feat you want. Um, it's all right there in the builder, sort of gives you options as you go. It's fantastic. Now, uh, we are starting at level three. so that's... Just a bit of background for the characters. Um, they are all seeking to join the Iron Armada. They've already gone through basic training, and they will be starting up their final tests soon. Got it, got it. All right, so we are starting at level three, and I will be going first building my character. Now, 
what sort of uh, what sort of types of people are common in the Iron Armada? In this world, um, humans are kind of the base. Literally everything else evolved from the original humans, at least anything standard sentient. Um, in recent years, there have been a few magical experiments to try and create races. The vast majority of them failed miserably. Uh, you do have also the Warforged. Now, this is a little bit different than standard D&D. A Warforged in this one is a mechanical body that has the soul of a normal person in it. Not really Ooh. trapped. Uh, the Iron Armada in particular will do high-ranking captains and admirals that have lots of experiments. If they're about to die, then they'll get put into a Warforged body and, re- and put into like uh, training and simulators and stuff like that. They don't generally see frontline combat just because Warforged bodies, as of right now, are not advanced enough, okay. uh, but you will see them crop up. Tieflings are basically unknown. Demons do have not been seen in a very long time. They are strictly mythology. Um, other than that, most races you should be good with. They've, they crop up all the time just because of how mutable the human genome has become thanks to magic okay okay all right so i think i'm okay playing a human like i think i would be like a joe schmo sort of uh race that's fine I mean, with me it almost feels like you have to you know i don't say i don't, you don't have to i don't think you well, have i mean to. like because anything else would be a little bit too out of the ordinary well no i, well, I no, think no, 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 i think no. what he's all saying the, all, races have been cropping up all the time it's about equal it's just um you know like two humans have about a 50 50 chance of giving birth to a human or something else depending on their ancestry they can interbreed like crazy what he's saying is like all other breeds are are uh come from humans not necessarily the other way around and they're not entirely different species yeah like so like an elf would be a different race of human even though you would be picking an elf in the lore you would essentially be uh, a funky pretty human like a subspecies almost yeah all right so all right I'm going to be a human. Now, the Iron Armada, what sort of people does it employ? Like, people of all sorts, they look for very specific talents. Um, what sort The vast of- majority of them are going to be combat. They do, however, also hire pilots, engineers, things like that. Um, in particular, though, you guys are going to be most likely part of a strike force or a guard force. So combat would be your main focus. But as far as classes are responded, they'll they'll have a role for anyone. The Armada, the Iron Armada is massive. Like they basically own cities. Okay. All right. So the they're they're this world's first mega corporation. All right. All right. So it comes down to do I want to be the brains of the brawn? All right. This is where I'm looking at. And we all know I I have success playing the mighty warrior. Right. But uh, I think I want to change it up a little bit this time. I think I want to go somebody who's uh, a little quicker on the uptake, uh, can talk for himself, uh, you know, has a, has a head on his shoulders. So I think I would like to play, where is that? like to play an artificer. So I'm some form of engineer, if you right. will. And in this world, keep in mind, artificers are actually quite common. I know in other D&D stuff, they can be rare. Artificers are all over the place. There's probably more artif- artificers than wizards, although wizards aren't unknown either. Well, that's fair. I mean, I'm I can I can be uh, one of the rank and file engineers, but you know, I think my personality will make me unique, right? So, um, yep, we'll do that for sure. You know what? Go fuck yourself, Nick. All right, so I'm gonna be an artificer. All right, so and then I'm also decided I'm going to be a human. So I select human. All right, 
humans get an extra language i'm going to go ahead and pick that i don't think it's really going to matter for this particular setting would it would you say like nah, I mean, i'm not i'm not gonna do anything with languages roll 20 doesn't make it easy to do anyway all right so of course i'm a guy um alignment i would say i'm, I'm pretty like i'm pretty neutral guy like I'm obviously going to work for a mercenary corporation, so yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, moral compass necessarily isn't that important. Obviously, I don't want to be killing women and children, but at the same time, you pay me enough money, I don't really care who's there. So, um, I'm gonna go with my name's Jarek, as per the use. Uh, assign ability scores. We're gonna just go through this real fast. I prefer the 18, 14, 11, 10, 10, 8 array for those that are unfamiliar. Um, you can assign ability scores and you it's sort of like a point by system. Um, but there are set arrays that you can know ahead of time. Like there are three common ones, 16, 14, 14, 11, 10, and 10, um, 16, 16, 12, 11, 11, and eight. And then the 11, 14, 11, uh, or 18, 14, 11, 10, 10, and eight. And that's the one I like because you get the max on, you get one at 18. So I'm going to assign that now that's going to give me like an 18 in intelligence, a 14 in Constitution. Those are both important stats for artificers. Um, artificers in Dungeons and Dragons terms, they're they're magic tech people. They 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 channel magic through technology. Okay, so um, their important stats are intelligence, Constitution, then wisdom is a tertiary. Um, least important are strength, dexterity, and charisma. So I'm going to dump stat strength because I envision like a little weak dude. Um, kind of dexterous. As a human, I get a plus two bonus to any one stat. Uh, so right now I could go up to a 20 in intelligence if I wanted to right off the bat. Like I'm super smart. But I feel like maybe I should take something off the wall so to sort of help like my um, my skill rolls like down the line you know um, like bump up charisma or um, dexterity so that I could train in a skill because I'm going to get extra training as a human um, but the min maxer me is going to put it in intelligence all right <clears throat> at this point I get five trained skills I have one two three four five six seven available to me I have arcana which is your ability to use magic I have diplomacy which is your ability to uh, chat it up and convince people to do things i've got dungeoneering which is your ability to navigate sort of they would say dungeons but it often applies to labyrinths uh you know disarming uh, well not disarming traps that's thievery uh dungeoneering like just sort of just getting around ancient dangerous places um there's heat. it will have a use i promise there's heal which is self-explanatory history which is would be my knowledge of things that have come before perception which is my ability to detect things going on around me and thievery which is going to be my ability to thieve things it's not necessarily my stealth but it's going to be disarming strat traps uh picking locks that sort of thing i think i'm going to train in history because i'm pretty much sure this dude's just a hardcore nerd um i'm going to go with a perception just because that's is very perception is a very important stat in Dungeons and Dragons. Like last thing you need is something big and bad sneaking up on you. Out of all of the uh, st uh, skills, perception is probably considered the most useful. Yeah. So out of uh, I have three left I can train in. I think I'm going to go diplomacy, thievery, and dungeoneering. Um. All right. Now I get to choose my powers. Okay. So basically, there are three tiers of powers in Dungeons and Dragons Fourth Edition. You have at-wills, encounters, dailies. You also have utilities, so there's technically four. Um, but utilities tend to fall into the category of the other three. 
Um, at wills can be used any number of times in an encounter. Encounters can be used once in an encounter. All you need is a short rest to refresh that ability. And dailies can be used once per day. You need a full extended rest to regain the that that ability. So um, at will, I'm going to choose um, magic weapon. I have six options here. I'm not going to read what each of them does because that would be absurd and boring radio. Uh, I am going to choose uh, magic weapon as my first at will. It's a melee. It requires a melee or ranged weapon. It is intelligence plus one versus AC. So when I roll, I'll be rolling um, my intelligence mod, uh, rolling a d20, adding my intelligence modifier in one, and then checking that against the AC of the target. On a hit, it does one weapon die damage plus intelligence mod, and each ally adjacent to you gains a plus one power bonus to attack rolls and power uh, bonus to damage rolls equal to constitution modifier or your wisdom modifier until the end of your next turn, and it powers up once you level 21 uh if you can't tell already artificers are very much they're like a very buffy sort of uh support class they are they're essentially healers um when you come down to it because i am going to have a infusion ability that allows me to heal characters um but i can sort of build the character to be more uh supporty or more like controllery where i can either give more buffs or i can summon things onto the battlefield which, oh, I didn't select. Let me go back to that. I think I I would like to be a uh, tinkerer artificer. Now, this is, uh, I'll read what the, the thing has. This is, uh, using whatever materials are on hand, you empower weapons and armors and even create allies. You imbue each of your creations with magic, elemental spirits, and the spark of life, giving it the power to perform a specific task. Your attack powers are based on intelligence, so it should be your primary ability score. Your second best ability score should be wisdom, and constitution is your tertiary. So, um, it basically, my ability is revolve more around fixing things and creating uh companions uh make sure my just to reassign that real quick that changes that a little bit now strength is my dumb stats not looking making me all right so that's power second at will uh i think i am going to use thundering armor um so you were one ally in the burst the primary target gets a plus one power bonus to ac until the end of your next turn and then make an attack uh the attack is against secondary target one creature adjacent to the primary target in the burst intelligence versus fortitude 1d8 plus int mod thunder damage and you push it one square away from the target very useful sort of uh controlling the battlefield there now uh time to select an encounter power um let's see all right uh, i think i'm going to go with a i really like the shielding cube encounter power uh it is range 10 one creature int versus reflex on a hit it does 2d6 plus int mod force damage until the end of the next turn any ally gains plus one power bonus to ac while adjacent to the target hit by the shielding cube attack time to pick my first daily um now dailies tend to be way more powerful than other abilities and this is going to be a bit harder choice for me now i've played artificers before so i sort of look know what spells i'm looking for um because there is a large list available to me so i don't want anybody to think that i'm just like i'm just like ah that sounds cool no i i already basically know what i'm looking for um and i'm not going to spend two hours going through each of these abilities that would be insane so uh, i i'm I'm trying to choose between life tapping darts and obedient servant. Obedient servant, I could summon. Uh, this is summoning a creature that has, you know, the ability to take it. One of my standard actions and make an attack. It can also create op, uh, take attacks of opportunity against uh, creatures that trigger them. Life tapping darts, however, gives me another another heal. Um, and it does two d10 int mod damage right off the top. Um, so. Hmm. 
<laughs> I think I'm going to go with life tapping darts. I really, since I am going to be playing the role of the healer, I would rather do that well instead of run out of things to heal people with. Okay, utility powers. Now, utility powers um often don't take a standard action. They often take uh, like a minor action or they're an interrupt of some sort. Hmm. I'm going to take the human utility power of extra effort. Whenever you make a saving throw and dislike the result, I can reroll the saving throw with a plus two bonus. The next saving throw you make before the end of the encounter takes a negative penalty. So it's sort of like a um, get out of this now, get ready to get rocked later kind of ability. You know, every now and then when you're subject to a really, really difficult thing that you need to save from, it's good to be able to just get that out of there. So I'm going to go with that. Why am I getting that? Yes, I am level three. All right, just check it. They don't want to interrupt your little spiel. Uh, yeah, because you don't get a utility power to level two. Uh, level three encounter power. So um, now I can... All right, so I can take another sort of... I tend to avoid... When I'm playing a castery class, I tend to avoid things that have weapon damage unless I'm building specifically to enhance weaponry. Um, so this time I'm sort of looking at two abilities. Uh, the first one being hypnotic distraction. Uh, 2d10, well, it's int versus will attack. 2d10 plus int mod psychic damage and the target takes a penalty to attack rolls equal to your wisdom modifier until the end of their next turn it's a very sort of good controlly spell um the other one is lightning sphere now that would be a area burst one within 10 squares so it's a nice ranged burst attack that only targets enemies that's important when you look at uh, aoe spells because some of them can target creatures and which would in turn target your allies so um this one's int versus fortitude it's only 1d8 as opposed to the damage on the hypnotic distraction um but it that creature everything it hits is going to grant combat advantage so um that's also pretty good since i don't know if we're going to have any sort of rogues in the party yet i'd say there's a fair chance we might have something that would benefit from having combat there's a lot of classes and a lot of spells that do extra based on if they have combat advantage on the target so if i can grant combat advantage i'm going to so lightning sphere it is now i have to choose feats now feats um are not something you use to walk with these are modifiers to things you already do. So they can give you bonuses to using weapons, to how certain spells work, to all sorts of things. These are sort of passive bonuses most often. Um, so I have to choose three of these. Now these talk about a list of abilities. Like, holy shite bricks. There's a list of feats available. Um, so the first thing I'm going to choose is improved initiative. Now this is... Gives me a plus four feet bonus to initiative. It means I get to start earlier. Why wouldn't I take it? Sounds perfect. Taking it. I am automatically given the ritual caster feat because I am an arcane class. Um, hmm. All right. Whenever you use an artificer power that targets a weapon or implement, the next attack roll on that weapon or implement before the end of the counter is an human innovation when you say so let me ask you a question glenn what sort okay. of uh standard issued sort of equipment am i going to be given right like what would my implement that i am granted be for artificers crossbows are the primary ranged weapons mm -hmm. um swords are also quite common although you will see other people using things like hammers okay. uh but, yeah, firearms haven't yet been developed just because there hasn't really been a need for one. So crossbows right now are currently filling the uh, the gap. So for an artificer, let's see, you've already used your feet, so I just go with a standard crossbow. Well, I have, it, I have two more feats to select. I'm trying to, you know, get my proficiency for cross. Like, if that's going to be my implement, if crossbow is what I'm going to be given, then that's what I want to take the feet. 
four. Then I would highly, highly suggest speed loader and superior crossbow. Um, well, I wouldn't take implement expertise for crossbow because that's just a passive plus one, right? Yeah. Uh, the thing is, if you're using a weapon attack, it does technically attack, so you need to reload. With crossbows, that would be a minor action. If you do take speed loader, then okay. you get um, you can reload it automatically as a free action. All right, so I took the one. There is a feat that does allow me to use a crossbow as an implement because it's not pass. It's not automatically given to me. Right, right, right. So I took that, and I'm going to take uh, speed loader. Now, just to clarify for everybody, every time you level, you are allowed to retrain a thing. So if um, I get something better than those two, or let's say later on down the road, I get a repeating crossbow, then I could theoretically train, uh, retrain out a speed loader. So now equipment, Glenn, um, am I, what am I given basic? What am I, what is given to me? Just your basic gear. You get your armor and you get your weapon. You're just a trainee. All right. So I can, I have to add basic armor to myself, basic leather armor and then weapons. Uh, crossbow that's all i have now i'm going to equip them weapon crossbow armor leather armor and save my character i am done i am going okay. to real quick me... can i get the hp totals the ac fort reflex and will sure let me uh trigger up this print to pdf and then i will give that to you right away good sir all right okay my max HP is 33, giving me a bloodied value of 16. Uh, I have an AC of 18, a fortitude of 13, a reflex of 17, and a will of 15. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, do you need my healing surges and speed and any of that, Jazz? No, you will be keeping track of that. Um, okay. For macro reasons, I have to manually insert the those for attacks. Uh, Got it. All right. Let me just... Uh that to save that yes thank you for that windows notification in the middle of the recording fantastic all right let me close out of the uh my builder here so nick you can go in and open it up and right. you get that started all right two things first i need you to send me the username and password again and also what do you all use for saving to print to pdf uh cute pdf if you save your character i will go ahead and print to pdf and upload it to drive for you that saves me some time then, okay. There you go. In the Skype window. Uh, I remember the password now. Yes, yeah, because it's so obvious it hurts, right? So while Oh, he's, forgot it was doing the silver light crap. So while he's getting his shit to work, uh, I will go ahead and... Can I, can I describe what my character looks like? Go ahead. All right. So Jarek, he stands a, a not very firm six foot tall. I'm like, he's not very steady on his feet. And it's hard to tell if that's due to his physical build, which is very unintimidating, or due to the amount of, like, pouches and bags of equipment that he carries on him at all time. And it's hard to tell if it's all useful or if it's just junk he's picked up and scavenged on missions. Um, not very stealthy either because of that. Like, he's a lot of clinking as he walks, if you get me, like, you know... He took Batman's utility belt and just cranked that shit up past 11, like straight to like 15 or 16. He's like, if I got somewhere to like attach it to me, I'm going to wear it. Um, he has a pair of goggles, as you do. Uh, they're sort of, most of his gear appears sort of crusty and grimy. Like he doesn't really keep that good of upkeep on his equipment. It all still works. It's all still in working order. Just, you know, the sand and activity has sort of taken its toll on, um, on him, on his equipment, really. Um, he is a younger kid. I'd say, you know, way too young to be doing this. It's unclear why he's here this young. Uh, he's sort of, he's not, not attractive, but he's not necessarily ugly either. He's pretty, 
pretty uh, average age. Plain. Plain, um, you know, sort of like he doesn't have a perfect smile, you know, he's sort of got a bent nose a little bit, but, you know, he's not hideous by no means of the imagination. He's got uh, dark brown hair, uh, really thick hair at that. Uh, like it sort of stays sort of matted and messed as sweat and sand's just in it. And he doesn't really bother to brush it out. Um, wears, you know, a leather jacket with, you know, as many pouches as he could fit on it. And standard, you know, sort of standard issue uh, military-ish cargo pants. Many pockets as he can fit, you know. Uh, sloppily tucked down into his boots, which are untied, and uh, that's pretty much it. Like anytime you're around him, uh, if he's not, you know, trying to have some conversation in which you can't grasp with you, uh, you hear tons of like sort of whirring and clicking coming from, you know, his being. It's hard to tell what from, but it's it's definitely an apparent noise. Okay. All right. So I guess I will describe my character or like start building him. Yep. You done? You good? Okay. I'm gonna take push to talk off for, for a minute. So I can do this, not have to worry about keep clicking the stupid thing. All right. So as far as I know, currently it's just going to be me, or or Brent and I, rather, playing. Um, He's made a leader type character. Um, We will need somebody to uh, take hits and also deal them back out. Um, I'm going to play a striker character today. Well, and hopefully for the rest of this campaign, however long that goes. Um, I really gravitate towards rangers, so I'm going to go with a ranger. Like, I I haven't played Striker, I think, but once maybe, and that was kind of like during a test game or something that only lasted for like a session or two. So I wanted to really try ranger, and I'm going to now. Is that agreeable with everybody? That's fine. Sure. All right. Um, I've got a couple options for, like, the kind of build I want to play because... There's all different kinds of rangers. They're kind of versatile. Like, you can be, like, a, a ranged character or, like, you control beasts and stuff like that. Or it can be a, a two-handed, a dual-wielding crazy maniac, which which is kind of up my alley. So I'm going to go uh, dual-wielding. And um, I get a choice between two different options um, for powers. Um, the first one is Prime Shot. The second one is Running Attack. Um, I I feel like prime shot might be more beneficial to me um, because if I if I'm closer to my target than any of my allies, I receive I receive a bonus to uh, attack rolls. So I think it's the only one that works for you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think technically speaking, running attack does, but it's like you have to do a very specific build. That's like what is that? Is that for charging? No, it's like you have to move, attack, move. Like yeah. some of your abilities will do that, but for what I, from what I understand, most of those are ranged attacks anyway. I think there's yeah. a ranger build called Marauder, and I think it sort of works with Marauder. Okay, yeah, it's either that one or the Hunter, because they use throwing weapons, so they can do both melee and uh, ranged. Yes, that's true. Yeah, because Prime Shot doesn't really—it's not gonna really work for me, but it's better than running anyway. So yeah. I think um, there's a feat you can pick up that makes it work better with melee. Oh, I hope so, but. I got fighting style. Since I'm a two a two bladed fighter, I'm gonna pick the two bladed fighting style. Um, I'm gonna be human because there's just way too many benefits to not be human, and I kind of default to human anyway. So going with that. Um, for my power, I guess I'll do heroic effort because I really don't feel like I'm gonna need a bonus at willpower if I'm just gonna be using um, twin stab or what the hell it's called all twin the time. Strike. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely forgot I could have got an extra at will. Oh, well, yeah, I'll just go with heroic effort, too. Because, I mean, re-rolling a missed attack or fail um, fail saving throw is kind of decent with a plus four to the next roll, you know. But my language is irrelevant. 
Name my hero. Alright, so I've been thinking about this since Brent took 30 minutes to make his character, so... Um, I'm gonna call my character Nikolai. Please tell me you can speak with a Russian accent. Um, I'll give him the last name Elbert because I give my characters last names. And I would speak with an accent, but the spelling of this name is gonna not be, like, typical, like, Russian anyway. It's fantasy, so... Okay. That's what I'm with. Right. I'm a dude. I always play unaligned neutral characters, so... Because it's much easier for me to be a dick and then be nice in the in the same sentence than it is to just solely be a, a paragon for good or an asshole. So if this was uh, anything other than D and D four E, he would be like perfect chaotic neutral. He that's all he ever plays. <laughs> you don't understand. Like most people, are like oh no, somebody wants to play chaotic neutral. That's the worst. Nick is the only person I've ever met that pulls off chaotic neutral. He'll be like, hi, ma'am. How are you doing today? Oh, no, really? Well, uh, I'd like to slit her throat and take it anyway. Yeah. Then he'd walk well, outside and be like, oh, yeah, I feel really bad about that, but she wouldn't give it to me. I mean, I don't yeah. know. You know. Them's the breaks, kid. I mean, like, he'll go to church and he'll, like, he'll pay his, his little his little thing and then go on about his business. It's, it is what it is, you know. I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, did you pick a theme in a background or anything? No, I didn't. Like they, the, most of them aren't even remotely balanced, so I just skip it, and it takes forever. Well, I, I might looking... later on in the game, I might actually assign them. Oh, yeah, just skip them, man. Yeah, the backgrounds right. don't really matter. I'll assign themes later. Well, I think we can establish our backstory after you create your character. If you want? Uh, we mean like he's gonna tell oh. us what's what's been going on? Yeah, like he can. Did you want to give us backstories? Or did you want us to come with our own backstories? Well, you guys can come up with your own, just based around the um, the fact that you are, you know, trainees for a mercenary company. I was talking like the background traits you can choose. They're generally not worth it. They give you like plus one to a. Yeah, I know. Stuff. Like I was just talking about like our general backgrounds. No, you guys can come up with that on your own. Okay. All right. I'll let Nick keep building his character. I'm sorry for interrupting. Yeah, that's cool, y'all. Do what you need to do. All right. So, uh, since I'm playing a warrior melee based ranger, I'm obviously gonna pump strength up like nobody's business so that's just going straight up to 18 because i say so um i do character customization a little bit more differently than brent where he likes to go have like a strong primary and a strong secondary and then kind of a, a decent tertiary and then kind of whatever else for things he doesn't need i like to balance a little bit more so i'm gonna go 13 and 13 with constitution and dexterity um and then probably take out my big chunk from charisma and drop that to eight. Oh, so you're ugly i'm always ugly what are you talking about <sighs> um i'm gonna use my plus two into strength obviously because if i can't hit anything then what the hell am i doing here um, for skills, I think I've created a a class that has a bit of a different um, skill set than Brent's character has, where he's got like healing and you said he had engineering. I did or take. A, I did not take healing though. Like, I oh didn't. okay. Well, what did you take again? Uh, let me pull my character sheet up, and I will tell you. How did you not have it up already? Uh, because I saved it to PDF and closed the window until we were ready to need it. it Alright. I'm, I'm an idiot. All right, so let's see here. My trained skills are load adobe reader yeah dick butt all right i'm trained in arcana diplom <laughs> diplomacy i almost said diplomancy uh diplomacy oh that's an awesome name for like uh like uh charisma based spells diplomancy oh my god oh that's amazing i feel like a genius all right uh dungeoneering <laughs> 
history uh and perception and thievery okay but my diplomacy and thievery are sixes just to let you know um all right well that's it's good to know um what i'm doing is i've got six to choose from i've pretty much only got seven i can pick from um and i don't ever see myself being a stealthy type character so that's the only option i'm gonna deal away with uh, so i'm gonna do acrobatics Actually, no. It's not really dexterous. I'm going to go athletics, engineering, endurance, heal, nature, and perception. So I feel okay. like that gives me a good, a good yeah. coverage on things that he isn't picking up on. Got it. Um, now for powers. Let's see. Uh, of course, I'm going to do twin strike first because if you don't do twin strike as this type of character, then you're doing it wrong. Um, my second at will, I guess I'll do careful attack because you never know if you're fighting like something that has a lot of AC. You really want to make sure you get that hit in. Um... For my encounter power, I will do offhand strike because an extra attack in the middle of the encounter is always useful. My daily. Um, I think I'm going to pick Jaws of the Wolf. It's, uh, it's the two weapon die plus strength modifier damage, but they take half damage if you miss, so it's a not complete waste if uh, you do end up missing with the attack. Um, for my utility, I think what I'm going to do is I will take... Invigorating Stride. Um, it'll let me shift um, squares equal to my Wisdom modifier, and uh, and I can use my second wind at the end of the the action for no cost. So I feel like it'll be good for if I get into any trouble, I'll be able to get out of there and make sure I also um, am able to get back into fighting shape. So I'm taking that one, and my second encounter power. Um, let me see. Uh, I think I'll do Ruffling Sting, as it um, it'll grant combat advantage um, against the enemy towards uh, for myself for the next melee attack against it. So uh, combat advantage is always a good thing, gives you plus to hit, and depending on whether your modifiers are and what kind of feats and everything you have, you might get more damage and stuff later on. So always a good thing. You can do that, and that takes me to feats. So I get three feats to pick from. Um, I think the first one I will do is I am set on getting some scale mail, so I think what I'm going to do is do chain mail, then scale, because I need that AC. So, And I guess I will do, I'm going to do bastard swords as a weapon proficiency, because while well, broadswords are okay, just dual wielding two superior one-handed weapons oh, feels like Scimitars kind of are badass. awesome too, because I think they have a, what is it with scimitars? They were high crit. That's right. That's why they were cool. Yeah, I think um, with that test though, I was using a scimitar and it had like low rolls, right? It was D fours or something. No, you're using a falchion. Oh, that's right, a falchion. Yeah, that was kind of crap. See, this is a one D ten. So uh, yeah, it's a one D ten with proficiency of plus three, I believe. Yeah, so oh, it's definitely nothing to, to, um, to sneeze at. So kopeches are also fun because they double as axes, so you can take also the axe feats with them. Really? Yep, they're a heavy blade axe combo. Okay. Uh, you guys keep talking. I'll be right back. All right. Um, so I guess I'll do inventory now. I'll just do like regular scale mail and then two of the bastard swords. Yeah. Right now you guys are just basic equipment. And I'll equip this crap. And I think I'm good. I I did. I was I thought there was like a human bonus feat, so you get an extra feat at level one. Uh, yeah, you should have. You get two, you get normally you only get one feat at level one, and then another one mm -hmm. at level three. As a human, you should have gotten two at one and the uh, yeah, third see one at three. Now. Well, it gives you at level two in the builder here. Uh, I, I it's been a while since I've done it, hmm. but you should have an extra one. I think. Yeah, I've got I've got the one I've got two level ones and a level two, so I think I'm good. Yeah, that's it. Alrighty, so you need my stats. Yep, the HP, AC, Fort, Reflex, and Will. All right, HP is forty-seven, AC is eighteen, Fort is eighteen, Reflex is fourteen, Will twelve. I love how you're a whirling whirlwind of death, but your reflexes 
aren't that great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's about overpowering as opposed to finesse. Fair enough. I just I've been playing a lot of three point five D and D through Neverwinter, so I'm okay. used to dual wieldings being like maximum dexterity. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I, mean, I was like, wait, he's raising strength as a dual wielder. Oh right. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be able to take care of some business. Should be able to. You really can't go wrong with a ranger. Um, did you find a portrait you like? Um, you're talking about just a token, right? Well, for right now, it will double as the token. Gotcha. Well, I was looking up tokens in the roll twenty thing, but I will look at the actual picture now. Um, I guess I could put this back and push it all. This is harder than I thought it would be. What's up? Just finding a picture. <laughs> yeah. What's your uh, initiative bonus? Plus two. No, you changed the name. Why'd you do that? All right. Um, you guys should just have a very simple initiative macro set up. So when you click on your token, it'll be in the upper left. Sounds good. By the way, roll 20 system, it's great, but I really wish I had the API because I've heard you can do so much stuff with that. Like I could automate almost anything. That's uh, that's the pay. You have to pay for that, right? The membership. Yeah, that's the uh, mentor level. I think I don't remember the exact cost per month, but it's up there. Well, if there. we get seriously into this, I might look at it, but we'll see. I'm trying to find this damn picture I saved, and I was like, "Where the hell did I save this to?" And I was looking at through all the places I usually save it, and it's in like I'm, I had downloaded these PDFs for Mass Effect, and I'm playing through those again, just like the checklist to kind of go through everything, and make sure I get everything done. Right. And like it's in there. I'm like, why the hell? Why the hell did I put yeah, that? Yeah, it, it probably saved in the last place you saved something. Yeah. What uh, Mass Effect character are you running on? I always play Soldier. All right, I'm back. What we got going on? Uh, we're getting the token set up for your character. Oh, okay. So when I drag you onto the field, it's actually going to show something. Oh, sorry. I was. I should have done that before. All right, my apologies. All right. It's all right. So, Nick, you found us making your character. Did you describe your character? Um, not yet. We can't readjust these pictures when we put them in there, it doesn't look like. What pictures? It, it, it'll be fine for this. What pictures are we talking about? Your, your uh, avatar slash token for your character when I pull them onto the board. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm not seeing any of that. Yeah, we don't have access to that stuff. Um, all right, I guess I'll describe, describe my dude. Um, I also need you to download that and send it to me. Got it. Working on it now. Make sure it's safe first. All right. Um, so my guy is kind of average height. He's like 5'9", 5'10"-ish. Um, like he's kind of bulky, but not like huge or anything like that. He's like 200-something pounds. You know, he's got muscle on him. He's whooping ass. Uh, because of his low charisma score, I'm assuming that he's got some, like battle wounds all over the place, like scars and stuff like that, marring his face and his, his muscles and everything where he's just been in combat so often. Um, the reason he is going to join the Iron Armadas is, um, he was, he was previously, um, involved in another mercenary band that was kind of a minor group, um, and they were wiped out in the last, um, battle, the confrontation that the Iron Armada had, uh, with a previous group. They were, um, le like, leased out, like, the opposing group, um, recruited a bunch of different smaller mercenary companies to try to bolster their numbers, and it didn't help very much. Uh, but being a survivor of that encounter and uh, the last surviving member of his mercenary company, what better um, option than to go to the surviving army? So that's why he's there doing all that stuff. Okay. Um, he's uh, He's got like long flowing hair um, that he keeps in a ponytail. Um, and he's got two huge ass swords that uh, he wields Wait, around. Wait, like Sephiroth style long hair? No, like um, like between the shoulders, you know, like back that okay. kind of long. Long enough to put in a ponytail. Like Not like super long, but that kind of long um yeah that's pretty much pretty much it i guess all righty 
Oh, I didn't do personality, did I? Because Threat did personality. I mean, yeah, it's I up did to you. kind of personality. I mean, it's going to be me playing, so you already kind of know what personality is going to be there. Well, let the um, people at home know. Um, all right, so Nikolai is um, a man, I guess, possessed by one, like, one goal at a time. So if he's got a pursuit, he will pursue that until either it comes to fruition or it's an impossible goal that he can't obtain anymore. So um, that led him to the life of being a mercenary because there's one thing, you're given a task, you get paid for it, you get it done, it's done. Um, if it's not done, well then, you better get the hell out of Dodge or take care of the people that gave you the job because uh, that's the only options he got. So um, he likes to be pretty straightforward, no bullshit, um, quick and to the point. He's not the most intelligent or the most wise, so he is prone to making missteps in like social situ situations and also so um, he leaves mostly the planning to other people um, if he has to work with other people in a group. So he's, he tries to be there to do what he does best, and that is kill things. All righty. Okay. Cool. Uh, how old did you say he was? Uh, like 26, 27. Okay. All right. So quite a bit older than Jarek. He's not anticipating many more years left in his lifespan. Okay. All right. Well, that's that. Um, I, I don't think I have to add a, I would, I want to add a whole lot to, to my backstory. I'd say he probably got picked up or recruited as being a talented engineer. And he's often told he would probably be a lot further in his career if he wasn't so damn lazy. So we'll just Making say an, an XP of yourself. Pretty much. Pretty much. Is that how it always goes then? Not really. I mean, like with most geniuses, like, you know, they've got that burden of actually getting up and actually wanting to do things. Yeah. Everything's so hard when you're so smart because nothing is fun anymore. Because nothing is hard. Yeah, it's all fucking way too simple. All right, I sent you the thing. Um, All right, it's on you. Mr. DM. Did you get your token in there? Oh, no. no. Is I supposed to drag it somewhere? Yeah. Um. If you go into your character journal, you'll see your name, Jarek. Double-click that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was supposed to get a thing, wasn't I? All right. Yep. Give me a minute. It's just so when I actually pull you on the board, it shows something. I'm just going to wait on the, the dungeon master. Except you're not. I'm not. All right. You both are nearing the end of your training. It has been a long year, but you're finally ready for your final test. You have been led to a dark room that you cannot see anything. When the lights come up, you find that you are standing in the entrance hall of a giant arena. In the upper right, standing on a balcony, is your mentor, Altair. He is a warforged who died in the in one of the major battles, but he has come back and he has trained a lot of the newbies. Okay. He says, all right, guys. This is going to be your final test, and you'll be fighting something new. We've removed all of the protective spells, so if you die, you're dead. Get ready. Here they come. Generally, things die when they're dead. Well, in the training, you guys have been having resurrection spells, so if you did die, you come right back. Across the arena, you see something you've never seen before. Three beasts that stand on four legs and with strange matted fur. The largest one, which is considerably bigger, has spikes growing out of the back. Gentlemen, these are wolves from the northern mountain prov providences. Get to it. All right, so... All right, so roll for initiative. Roll for initiative. All right, now do you have that macro set up or are we doing that manually? Uh, there should be a macro in the upper left. Oh, I have to show... Oh, where is that show? No, there's a setting for show macros, isn't there? It yeah, but it should be. automatically just be at the top. click on your character and it should be in the upper left. Oh, that's right, that's right. I have to click on it. All right, initiative. All right, so this value it wants is my initiative bonus? Yes. All right. All right. Damn, of course I get some shitty rolls. 17. Huh, is that really including my bonus? And yeah, I guess because I had really shitty decks, so the fact that I have a plus five is amazing. You just pick up an initiative feat. What? You just pick up an initiative feat. I did. I mean, you could. I did. Oh, you did? Damn. That's why I have a plus five and you have a plus two. <laughs> All right. All right. Before you guys can do anything else, the giant wolf moves first. Okay. Oh, no, he's coming for us. 
Look at that thing. It's hideous. How fast can it move? Jesus Christ. Yeah, these oh, are six. these are wolves. They're very fast. All right, Jared, you're up. So I counted eight. How many did you count? I didn't count. All right, let's see here. What are my options? Um, well, I mean, how do you want to do this? You want to set up like a blockade where you hide behind me and then I take the hits or whatever? Um, let me see here. Because, um, I mean, I could, I could get two. I have a move. I have speed five, so I could get one, two, three, four, five. Like in that little nine by nine that's in front of you. Yeah. Um, like there's that long two and then the, the one on top of it. Like mm -hmm. I can get in between there and they have to provoke opportunity attacks to move past me. You can just stay behind me. Okay. That's the case. Um, like you probably don't even have to move. You should be okay. Let's see here. Well, I'm just going to go for some damage then. I'm going to whip up my crossbow. And, like, uh, it sort of whirs a bit and fires a bolt at the small wolf in front of me. I'm um, attacking with magic weapon. Um, that is 1d20 plus 9. Alright, 18 versus AC on the little wolf. That's a hit. Alright, so that is 1d8 plus 5 damage. Let's see here. 9 damage. With uh, a whimper, it drops slightly, but is still up and fighting. All right. Anything else? Um, nope. I'm going to stand where I'm standing and uh, look over at Nikolai and be like, uh, you should probably uh, help me over here. That'd be great. Thanks. Bunch. That'd be awesome. Good. Sweet. All right. Seeing his friend get injured, the other wolf rushes up. All right, Nick? All righty. Um... I'm setting up a macro, so I don't know. If I'm going to try to use this macro. I'm not, if it's, not sure if it's going to display properly, but it should be doing what I want it to, which will be rolling to hit twice and then rolling two damage figures, which just sounds about right, right? Should be. I can uh, run you through some more advanced macros later on once we're done. I mean, I probably won't be using it just now because I'm moving um, northwest five spaces, and I'm going to go defensive. All right. Okay. And um, that's, I guess that's my turn. All right. The dire wolf sees you move forward and heads straight to you. Mm-mm. Oh no. Oh no. And it takes a bite. How does it have combat advantage? It's I have to do that for the macros. Oh, okay. All right. So since I don't have the mentor level, I can't run if thens. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. All so right. So you did 14 damage versus your 18. So you take 14 damage. Well, I was defensive, so technically I'm at 20. Yeah. Still get hit. Like you're just getting it straight for future reference. Okay. Uh, what's your health looking like after that, uh, Nick? I'm at 33. Oh shit! That's how much I have max. You're good. It'll be bloodied at 23. So. All right. They're gonna get more uh, die when they can like get combat advantage on you. All uh, right. They have to promote opportunity attacks to get around me. So. Green moves up and takes an attack. Mm -hmm. But he misses. Uh-huh. Jarek? All right. So I am going to yell duck at Nikolai and brandish a small silverish orb and throw it above his head to use lightning sphere centered on his square. That's 1d20 plus 6 versus fortitude. All right, 22 versus fortitude. Uh, are we doing my home rules on AoE, or am I rolling for each of these targets? For each target. All right, so we'll say that was against Little Wolf. And that was 22 versus fortitude. That hits. All right. And this is for Big Wolf. 21 versus fortitude on Big Wolf. That also hits. All right, um, 1d8 plus 5. The damage will be the same on both. You're only rolling yeah. to hit yeah, for each individual. Yeah. What did I say? 1d8 plus 5? Yep. Uh, they both take 12 damage and grant combat advantage until the end of my next turn. So did you get the big one? Yeah, I hit both of them. All right, so Little Wolf is bloodied. Is that what that is? Yes, the Little Wolf is now bloodied. All right. 
And the wrench means combat advantage? Yes. Then I will move to right here. I will spend my action point. Okay. And I will use going to use magic weapon same deal as before i pull up my crossbow it sort of whirs a little and fires a magic -y bolt at the little wolf are you guys able to see the colors that i'm putting on them yes I all right so green, green. yeah mm, 17 versus ac or technically 19 because i have combat advantage on that's a hit all right uh and 1d8 plus 5 you're hitting the small one right yep Seven damage. All right. Is that it? And Nick, you have a plus one bonus to attack rolls and a plus two bonus to damage rolls until the end of my next turn. Good to know. Because as that green bolt fired out, like it also sort of arced towards you, and now your weapon sort of uh, is vibrating a little bit, which is weird. <laughs> uh, Don't get too excited, bro. And I look over at you like, think you can handle it now? I think I got this covered. All right, good. The other little wolf sees his brother is in massive danger and tries to go after the one that's been hurting him. Man, he's got so much move fuck told you not to move well I and it takes a bite at you i have to be adjacent to you to give you the buff so so 21 versus your ac mm, that's gonna hit all right you take 11 damage all right and it shifts all right wait how did it shift whenever it hits it can shift up to four squares okay that's bullshit they're wolves wolf. i know i just being like you guys whenever i did shit that the monsters allowed and be like that's bullshit I know. monsters are a bunch of bullshit okay so i've got a bunch of things i'm gonna do this turn uh first thing i'm gonna do is hunter cory the big guy for my minor action okay uh then i'm going to use my daily jaws of the wolf on the big guy all right. Uh, that's my first attack. Is 18 hit versus AC? Versus AC, yes, that hits. That's technically 20 of combat advantage. You're correct. Plus one for to hit, so it's 21. Yes, plus one for magic weapon, yeah, sorry. So 21 versus AC. I'll just calculate this all on right now. All right, 28 to hit for the second attack. That hits. All right. Uh, I'm just going to roll all my D10s at the same time. That cool? Double the bonus. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, plus double the bonus. All right, so 33. Then I got to roll Hunter Cory. So 36 damage. Oh, that's brutal. The Dire Wolf gives out a massive howl, but it's not done yet. That's fine. Um, I will use an action point. Okay. The green one's got to be close to dead. Yeah, I'll think about twin striking that one. I would. That way it can't attack and then flank because it's, it has flanking combat advantage on you right now. And you don't want yeah, that. Yeah, the, uh, I um, this one is giving me combat, it is giving me combat advantage too though, right? Yes, until my yeah. next turn. The ones with the hearts are currently giving you combat advantage. Once Brent's turn rolls back around, that goes away. You mean the All right, yeah. And has I, have I burned off that plus one, plus two yet or is that on nope. every attack? Until the end of my next turn. All right. So I'm going to twin strike the green wolf. Okay. 15 versus AC. That's a miss. And nine. All right. So that's that sucked. Did you include combat advantage and the the one oh, from me? Oh, shit. I was adding my to hit versus AC. So plus nine to both those. So 24 versus AC and plus 18 versus AC. Yeah. Both of those will hit. All right. Thank God. <laughs> I was like... Wait, I don't get my strength modifier, not my to hit modifier. Hold on. Yeah, you guys have to keep track of that on your end. Wow, that was shitty. 10 damage. Yeah, well, twin strike isn't that big With of a With a howl, the wolf slumps on the ground dead. Yay! I, I turn back to Jarek, and I'm like, told you so. It took you long enough. I don't see you putting out big numbers like this, okay? I don't see any numbers. Are you done? Yeah. I'm counting wounds, like gash wounds as numbers, all right? Fair enough. But yeah, I'm good. All right, the dire wolf sees his friend goes down and decides to do something about it. Oh, shit. Shit just got real, dog. I'm about to die. That's all right. I can heal you. <laughs> 18 versus AC? No. Actually, oh, wait. How do you know? You have 18 uh, AC, don't you? Yes. Uh, mm, never mind. <laughs> all right, so that hits. Yeah. All right, you take 19 damage, and you are prone. Wait, it doesn't have combat advantage on me. Yes, it does. Ow. It has an ally wolf next to you. Oh, yeah, wolves will work like that. They don't have to flank you for combat advantage. Jesus fucking Christ. Mm. The little ones do. The big one doesn't. Yeah, wolves have special shit. 
shit like that. That's cool, bro. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm blooded. That's all right. Don't worry about it. All right. All right, Brent. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to whip up my crossbow. It's going to switch. Oh, man, I haven't been declaring, like, load. God damn it. You have, you have speed loader, so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. doesn't matter. That's right. That's why I took speed loader. <laughs> yep. All right. So I flip out the current cartridge and whip out another one that has, like, a big red cross on it and jam it into the, the, the slot in the uh, for the cartridge. And I will fire a hypodermic needle at Sir, uh, Sir Nikolai there. Let's see. Healing infusion curative. Uh, when it hits you, you feel a little better. You regain hit points equal to your healing surge value plus two. So what is that, Nick? Um, I burn a healing surge, right? Yes. Your healing surge. No, you don't burn a surge. This is artificial. Oh, okay. So you get your surge value plus two. So it's 13. All right. So you regain 13 hit points. So you're at 27. Um, at... 29 that was at 16 mm -hmm. plus 13 and then he flicks a little switch uh the current uh loaded needle like glows and he fires it at the big wolf for life tapping darts Ooh, 10 versus reflexes that's a mess all right hey hey you're human oh yeah i can do heroic effort can i let's see heroic effort you miss with attack or failure saving throw you gain a plus four no plus four is not gonna like it what's the what's the what would it let him hit you re-roll right no it just gives me a plus four all right would a 15 let him hit no oh, well never mind no yeah it's definitely not gonna work so I'm not going to use that. But on a on a miss, it does do half damage. And so let's uh, 2d10 plus 5. So it does 7 damage. And Nick, you gain 5 temporary health points. Ooh, fancy. As the splash from the uh, the dart bomb like gets all over you. You don't know why, but the warm red syrup feels so good on your skin. I'm just going to... It's warm red syrup. Yep. I'm just going to pretend it's blood and I'm bathing in it. And I'm going to go all the way over here and i am done okay the other wolf seeing that his brother has fallen goes after the one with the two swords delightful all right 21 versus your ac that hits all right 17 damage i thought the um how did it roll different? that wolf needed to have combat advantage only if it was you're it prone was, you're prone but why was the damage rolls different in the macro because like because when he has combat advantage he rolls 2d6 instead of 1d6 yeah but what i'm trying to understand is why isn't it using the same number because the on the on hit number here like his d6 rolled a two but in his own with combat roll there he it rolled a double six yes i know it's like i said it's a limitation because i don't have the api all right it's fine. but just imagine that the first one never happened okay is how this is gonna have to work all right got it it's like if i have a miss you ignore the rest of it it's fine it's fine it's fine well there goes all that health i just gave you nick yeah, he yeah. had temp hp so that helped a little bit is there a way to track temp hp i'm tracking it okay green the green bubble is going to be your temp hp okay that's cool wow that chair is loud that. <laughs> all right nick hey uh i need just a minute okay I mean, it's, this this arena doesn't look too bad. I think it works. It's better. Considering I whipped it up in a grand total of like ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, shit. It's... It took me longer to get the fog of war to work than it did to actually make the arena. Yeah, I don't understand why you would have. I would just went with that. Awesome. Oh lord. Work wow. Cut in this section. That was Put my great. headphones on to hear that. I'm like, that shit. That was great. I'm really sorry about that. There's not a whole lot I can do about that. My bad. All right. Um. So me almost dead. Great. Um. All right. Do I provoke? Uh. From standing up. No. I didn't think so. All right. So obviously move action. Stand up. Um. 
I will at will twin strike direwolf dude man. Right. And if I hit on one, I'm going to offhand strike with my minor action. Okay. Just so you know, you don't see all these numbers going on. You're like, what the hell? All right. Since Brent's turn ended, um, the combat advantage went away. Uh, that's fine. And I think you lost your magic weapon too. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. First hit was 25. That hits. Go Second ahead and resolve hit. your twin okay. strike first. Wow. I crit. That one missed. Crit missed that one. Yep. So you get, what, 1d10 plus 2? All right, and that was the offhand attack? You, you didn't need to do that, man. I told you resolve the twin strike first. Trust me. Seriously? All right. That's why you always yes. resolve one attack at a time, Nick. Always. All right, so that's the one twin strike attack I got. And he's down. Would you Great. like to describe how you killed him? Um, sure. So he's thrusting his maw at me, binding away, trying to find an opening, and I'm beating him back with my offhanded weapon. Um, seeing an opening, I attempt to... Slash at him, um, like I parry and like do a slash. Uh, that one misses, but I spin around and swing my blade through the air, and it uh, like cuts the front of his maw off. His poor mother. All Blood right. was everywhere. Well, I can't move, so that's my turn. Brent, it's on you. Okay. Um, first things first, I'm gonna shift away. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to. Oh man, I guess I'm just gonna magic weapon his ass. I don't have a whole lot else. Uh, 14 versus AC. That's a miss. All right. You can re-roll that, right? Mm. Or add the four? I'll add the four from my uh, heroic effort to make it 18. That hits. Yay. All right. Uh, roll 1d8. I wasn't ty- Why is it not typing? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What happened? Lag. Lag. Oh, there we go. Did it roll it on you guys' screen? Because I'm still stuck. Yeah, I see the seven, uh, the 1d8 plus 5, right? Yeah. 12 yeah, damage. I did it. All right, sweet. 12 damage on purpose. All right. He staggers, but he's still up and about. Of course he is. And I'm done. Well, he wasn't bloodied yet, was he? No. No, he hadn't been hit until pretty much then. I think he got, like, nicked once. Well, he's coming for you, yeah, so good luck, bud. You don't have to worry about combat advantage. and it takes a bite. <laughs> wow. Okay. 26 versus AC. I'll take that. All right, you take 10 damage. All right, down to 12, and I am bloodied. Okay, so you are you are entering your red bubble, right? Yep. Okay, I've been having to do it for Nick, so I'm just making sure. Take it. Wait, the what? Are you keep it, you're keep, not keeping track of your health in your little red bubble? Oh, I've been running it down. Oh. Okay, I'm just using the red bubble just so I can also keep track. My bad. You should be at 17 now, right? I, I am, yeah. I'm at 12. Okay. Nick, it is your turn. Oh, the dog's not going to, like, shift or nothing or, you know, make it no more point. difficult for me to hit it? It's a wolf. It doesn't really understand tactic. Actually, wolves do hunt in groups. And His group is gone. You can't. You can't. Can I move on this corpse? No. That's fine. What? Combat it's advantage. a corpse on the ground. It's not. It, it's difficult terrain. How about that? That's cool. That's cool. I was going to move one spot anyway, so bam. All right. So let's do some attacking. Uh, first thing is I'm going to hunter quarries this dude for my minor action, I guess. Um, okay. And then twin strike. Uh, I'm just going to use my macro and then add the plus two to the hits afterwards. Is that cool? Okay. All right. So first one is 24 versus AC. The second one that is 12 versus AC. And the second one misses. All right. But can I use my heroic effort to add four to that? Uh, you 16 can versus and AC? still miss. It's a crit miss, bro. You can't. Damn, really? I, I need to like pay more attention to that. Yeah. Uh, in, written in macro, it should show up. Um, But yeah. Well, I see it on there, but I just don't look at it. I'm looking at the big numbers, so my bad. I know. All right. So I hit with the... Uh, with the three damage, and I'll roll the hunter's quarry damage. Okay. One, yay! So four damage. Wow. Look, if the other one had hit, I would have done nine damage. All right. Your blows managed to scratch its flanks, but it is still not done. It appreciates the deflee treatment. All right, Brent. All right. Well, first thing I'm going to do is I can shift away, and then uh, I have anything? Yes. 
I'm going to scramble into one of the uh, pockets on my pants and I pull out a uh, small cube-like structure about, you know, like two inches by two inches by two inches and I throw it at the wolf. Yep. Really? Fuck me. Uh, 12. You can use your... Did you already use your plus four? Yep, 12 versus reflex. That's a miss. What, a 13 hit? Yep. Oh, I'm trying. Um, well, the effect still lands, because until the end of your next turn, any ally gains a plus one power bonus to AC while adjacent to the target. So there's that. And I will, after that fails miserably, I uh, fidget around for another pocket, pull out a hypodermic needle, and shove it into my neck for a... Oh, that's great. Just weed-eating right outside of my window. Fantastic. That's... Isn't it great? Man, this is fantastic. All right. Um, well, you could turn the mute on. You know that, right? It doesn't work for what's getting recorded, so why would I mute it through Skype? Oh. Okay. My bad. I don't really know this, the specifics of your setup. All right, okay. So, healing surge plus Beta two. testing, everyone. Healing surge plus two. So, 10 health. I regained 10 health. So, I'm up to 22. I'm unbloodied, and that will end my turn. Okay. The wolf lashing out in rage goes after the nearest target. Why would 18 the, or lower. Come why on. would the body move? I had to move it to click. Oh. Yay. And he rolled a 12. You dodged it. Your turn. All right. Well, you know what I'm doing. Wind strike. Yep. All right. So we got an 18 with a, to hit versus AC. Uh, and the a, 18 hit, eight. yes. All right. I'm going to use my plus four with a heroic effort to change that 14 to an 18. Uh, that also hits. All right. So 11 damage plus Hunter's Quarry, three damage, and... If that doesn't kill it, I'm going to use minor action. Your strikes badly rake its flank. It's on the ground bleeding, but it is not quite dead. All right, since, so since I didn't actually use my offhand strike before, can I use it now? Yes. All right, fantastic. 17. That hits. Great. All right, 12 damage. And it's down. Bounce time. All right, I didn't see you over here getting into the, the moment with these beasties. You're running away. I was also keeping you alive. Three dogs, Nikolai. Three dogs. All right, Jarek. But you only healed me once. You had to heal yourself once as well. So, well, I was also taking you, the brunt of the attacks. You hear dull metal clanking on metal, and as you look up, you see Altair clapping. He says, "Good job, guys. That was probably one of the best we've seen. If you'll move on to the other end, we'll get you assigned to your ship." All right. So, as we're walking in conversation with Jarek, I'm gonna say. I guess the other ones must have gotten eaten or something because we did pretty bad. Mm, I think we did okay. And as we're walking away, I walk over to the corpse of the wolf that I threw the little cube at. Like, I dig the cube up out of the, the muddy, bloody sand and stick it back in my pocket. And Well, I guess it could have went worse. We're still alive, yeah. yeah. unfortunately. So you think we're going to be on the same uh, same unit? Well, I'd certainly hate to have to annoy the piss out of anybody else. Yeah, we wouldn't want that now, would we? Yeah, because they might be able to actually kill me. As you exit the arena and put away your equipment, you see Altair standing there. He says, all right, guys, that was one of the better performances we've seen. The last group got slaughtered to a man. Poor damn bastards. Go ahead to your rooms, and tomorrow you'll receive your assignments for your ship. The all next right, day, you wake up, and you head to the ship terminal, where all of the new ships are currently docked. Hmm, I wonder which one they put us on. Oh, it's the Altair. That one's got a 64 cubic metric, uh, metroscopic exhaust port on it. It's amazing. But can I board other ships easily from that? That's all I really care about. Why would you board... From the exhaust port. I meant like from, you know, from the ship itself. Like, does it have an easily, like, boardable from, like, departure? Never mind, just... Well, for that, you want the, uh, the St. Helen. I mean, she's got a big open dock plate, but the, the power to square footage ratio is just, it's, it's lackluster. As you guys babble on, a receptionist is sitting there looking at you guys like you're idiots. She goes, are you guys the new recruits? Are you the receptionist? I am. Let's see, this is Jarek and... <laughs> 
Nikolai. It's Nikolai. All right, it's a family name. All right, very well. Your guys' ship is the Eagle, and you guys are in port five. The G is silent, by the way. The Eagle. Good to know. Now For go. future reference. Oh, man. We got the Eagle. She'll suffice. Well, the Eagle is a majestic bird now. I wonder if they'll let me in the engine room. I don't know. Maybe that's your designation. I certainly hope so. So what do we see in this, in this thing that we're in? Give me a second. It doesn't update between scenes. I really hope it has more comfortable beds than their freaking dorms did. Well, you don't like sleeping on the corpses of your enemies? No. What Why? kind of upbringing did you have? Obviously not one from the nine hells. Why would you sleep on corpses? So uh, so you can bask in the enjoyment of the, the prey you've slaughtered. The fuck is wrong with you? Sometimes, Nikolai, you say things, and it makes me wonder if uh, you ought not be locked up somewhere. Staying in front of you, you see Altair. He says, welcome, gentlemen, to the Eagle. You two will be part of their strike team. You'll be assigned to board enemy ships, as well as capture land objectives. Behind him, you see a long ship, probably about 30 feet long, with two giant crystals that you know are the propulsion system attached to the sides. It's a relatively small ship, but it's a pretty good one to start with, especially to be on a strike team. First, I sort of like hang my head dejectedly that I'm like... More combat. And I sort of, like, wait to see if Altair's eyes follow me as I start slinking towards the crystals. He does. And I just, I like, keep eye contact and just keep, like, strafing towards the crystals. As you go, a single bolt flies out and lands at your feet. You have no idea where it came from. I look around and tell where it came from. You don't see anything. I walk again. All right. Okay, gentlemen. You guys already have your room set up. Go ahead and meet the crew, and we'll get going. As he says that, a ripple of explosions sounds throughout the entire facility. Wait, so Large like, pieces of the ceiling begin to fall down, creating uh, a very rough terrain everywhere. One of these larger chunks falls and hits Altair in his arm and buries him under rubble. Ooh, that's probably not good. I, I run over and I start like uh, seeing if I can like wedge something between the rubble and the floor. What are you trying to do, puny man? You don't have the strength for that. Well, you don't see me standing around. Get to it. Uh, I'd rather figure out what the hell was going on first. A few more explosions sound and you hear some screaming. I go, well, uh, do you know where the lifeboats are? Because I'm getting off this ship. Mm, After like a minute a or so, you manage to free Altair. You Damn see you he people. is missing. What? <laughs> Nothing, never mind. Keep going. You see that he is missing an arm and both his legs, but otherwise seems to be okay. Uh, he goes, Damn it. Find out what's happening now. Uh, you don't want us to get you out of here, Metal Man? As he says that, some me- what looks like meteors rain down from the ceiling, and enemies start to appear. Dun, dun, dun. How many enemies? Countless. Group of four. Oh, fuck. Like, we're all going to die about enemies. All right, uh, I whip out my crossbow. I'm like, here we go. Um, is, the pa- is the escape path available? Like, where we came in? Are we still docked? You haven't boarded the ship yet. You're still in the uh, landing Oh, okay. Bay. Well, then. That's what I was a little confused about. But, okay. We now we're good. Do we, do we notice any other members of the Iron Armada around anywhere? No, but you do notice some movement inside the ship. All right, so we have a, we have, we had a full night's rest, right? Uh, yes, you had a full night rest. You're back to full. All right. Well, all right. So I think this is a good place to, uh, I mean, like uh, seven thirty, guys. I know oh, the, this is going to be a real quick fight if you just want to get through it. All right, let's do that. Let's, let's crush it. I'm going to return that back. All right, go ahead and roll your guys' initiative. Seven. Oh shit. Who twenty one? All right. Something you noticed about these demons is that they are made of what looks like obsidian with red streaks running through it, like like a fire or a lava underneath them. But they seem to be incredibly unstable. Okay. Delightful. Uh, I will uh, shift over a square, then fire uh, a magic weapon at green. Okay. Uh, if you left it on the counter, because the box was tore up earlier. 
Alright, so magic weapon of green. Roll. Oop, that's the search window. Why did that come up? We're so professional. Well, at least it's only us three and not like a group of six people trying to do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Still, this is why we're doing it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to eventually print this out on paper. Keep coming over this PDF as a draft raiser, right? Because my second monitor is broken. Two monitors would be easy. Alright, 21. What the fuck? Why did it roll? Hit twice. Oh, because the first one didn't count because it's plus nine. Uh, so 25 versus. Uh, oh, because the first one's initiative? I have no idea. Yeah, it uh, hits. It hits. 25 versus AC. Uh, I guess uh, Stingy McMetal Pants and Nikolai both gain plus one to attack, plus two to damage, and he takes 1d plus five. I mean, he's not going to be doing very much attacking, though, is he? He's got no eight. legs. He's on initiative order, so I'm buffing him. Eight damage. All right. The D, as your crossbow bolt hits it in the chest, it seems to shatter. That's convenient. Like, like a lot of dust. So the, the bolt shatters or the creature shatters? The creature shattered. All right. That's convenient. And that'll end my turn. All right. The demon on the right begins to move up, and it breathes fire at Jarek. Oh, fantastic. Actually, you hear me scream a little bit. I'm like, ah! And it crit. And there's wow. You take six damage, and you have ongoing two fire damage. It's getting a little hot in here for you, Jarek? Just a little. Um, what's a fire? I need a fire. Thing. I don't see a fire marker. That'll work. Okay, I'll just take your word for it. All right. You see Altair raise himself with his remaining arm and point it at the demon who just breathed fire at you. I don't see us in the turn list here. You're in there. Uh. The bolt smacks it, and it shatters as well. You couldn't have done that before he caught me on fire? Thanks, Chief. He yells, shut up and get us to the ship now. The door of the ship quickly lowers, and you see a one of the crew members waving frantically at you. Awesome. All right. The other demon begins to move up. His hand catches on fire as he takes a swing at Nick. 12 What's the targeting? versus uh, 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 AC. Sorry. It misses. Okay. The demon that Brent shattered suddenly begins to reform itself. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, we're totally not in turn order. Really? It says on mine that it's your your turn currently. Um, on mine, it says that it's demon number five's turn. Purple demon. Yeah, I see demon, demon, Altair, demon, demon. Now I see Nick. Now I see me. Okay, so that's stupid. I have to reset it every single one. Well, we don't have numbers next to us. There we go. All right, sweet. Okay. Um... All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to move forward, pick up Altair, and start booking it towards green. Okay. Uh, you're going to take an opportunity attack. That guy's reformed. Oh, he's like completely... So he he, he used his, his turn to reform? On his turn, he reforms. Yep. All right. Well, then I guess I'll attack him. Okay. Uh, twin strike. No, actually, I'm going to use careful strike. Because evidently, too much damage isn't really necessary. They're minions. 20 versus AC. That hits. And he shatters. Alrighty. Alright, purple sees you moving and starts to charge at you. Great. That is 14 versus AC. Not a... And they are rolling shitty. Alright, Brent. Except Brent. against Brent. Alright, magic weapon on perps. Okay. 27 versus AC. And he shatters. Damage is irrelevant. I go 1, 2, 3. Uh, what's He's difficult point? to rain right now. Uh, hold on. Who's through me? I am. Uh, let me see what my speed is. 6. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Alright. I turn and go, you guys know the ship's this way, right? So the guy standing there. Reforms. As you drag Altair over your back, he raises his remaining arm again, and you see what finally fired that bolt. He's got an internal crossbow. Bastard shot at me. And red is shattered once again. The demon chasing you starts coming up. Go ahead and take an opportunity. He got overzealous. Where would he, where would he have triggered that? Oh, I see. Never mind. From Nick. Yeah, I wish. I wish. Altair can't do it. Yeah. 14 plus 9, 23. As he charges at you, you whip around and slash him with a blade, and he shatters into dust. Right. And green has managed to reform himself again. 
Nick? Well, I'm going to twin strike at green. Alright. My first strike hits him, and I guess he shatters. And I will continue to carry Altair on my back. Alright, move him up. Oh, I didn't try and save versus the fire either. Oh well. And that's my turn. Alright, purple has reformed. Great. Brent. Um, shit. Here. Oh. I, would, I would take the opportunity attack to hit him and then move. Why would I just not take the opportunity attack to move? Because it doesn't stop me. Oh, He's that works. Warrior. I'll take the opportunity attack to run move. All right. Oh, I took minus two for fire damage. 18 versus your AC. Uh, pretty sure that hits. Eight damage. Eight damage, that's it. All right. Yep. Uh, Minions tend not to roll damage. They just do a flat amount. Yeah. All right, so one space, uh, two space, three space, four space, five space, six space. All right. As you run on board, you see a lot of the crew members are there. You notice that all of them are also brand new recruits. They have just graduated. However, they are not part of the combat personnel. I'm like, uh, who's in charge of piloting this ship? They look at you and go, uh, Altair was supposed to be. Fuck! And I peek back out the door, just in time to see, I guess, the next person's turn. And you see Red manage to reform. However, right as the demon reforms, Altair takes a shot, which hits right smack dab in the head. Oh, shit, I still didn't save versus fire. Oh, my God. Just go ahead and do it now. No. Jesus, man. I will make you a macro for saving rolls. I just forget to do it. No, I didn't save, so there you go. All right. Blue and green managed to reform. Nick? That's fine. We're moving on to the ship. All right. As you come aboard, Altair goes, get me into the pilot's chair. You run him over and place it in. And as he does, a device comes and connects into the back of his neck. The door suddenly slams shut, and you hear a massive hum as the crystals start to glow. However, since the doors are not damaged, he decides to do the one thing he can possibly do and just goes straight through the doors. You see above you, out the viewports, the city is on fire. There's meteors raining everywhere. You see giant demons much larger than the ones you fight, all attacking and slashing. A few ships have managed to evacuate, but unfortunately no Iron Armada ships seem to be in the location. Altair's like, where the hell is our reinforcements? Swinging the ship around, he jets off into the desert. And that is where we'll close.